In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. What's the thing that the Lord detests the most in the Gospel? Probably, probably hypocrites. You remember when the Lord told the Pharisees, you hypocrites, right? And you might be thinking that hypocrites, it's a weird word. And it's not weird, it's a Greek word that comes from hypocrites. Okay? Hypocrites in Greek means an actor in a play. Okay? In Greek tragedies, actors would get on stage and they would perform behind a mask, okay? Hypocrites. So the guy you see performing on stage, okay, is playing a role in some play, right? He's not being himself. So he's showing something different than himself. That's why he's an actor on a play with these masks, you know? So the Lord said to these people, hypocrites, you show in this way, you come across in this super nice way, it seems that you are super good, but deep down in your heart, things are not that amazing. And it is not good that you kind of fake who you are, because that can never be good. Eh? That's duplicity. That's, you know, you try to deceive. Eh? That's not good. Eh? It can be either a defect, okay, or can be a mental illness. You know, there is this novel, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, by Robert Louis Stevenson. It's a novel written at the, in the late 1800s, and it's about a London-based legal practitioner who investigates a series of strange occurrences between his old friend, Dr. Jekyll, and a criminal named Edward Hyde to end up discovering that it's the same person having a big mental problem, right? So you don't want to give in to this play, right? I come across this way, but I am this other way. That's not good. The Lord didn't like that. And you might be asking yourself, okay, what is it that the Lord likes? Because we want to do what the Lord likes, right? And we are doing here our prayer tonight. And we ask our Lord, Lord, what is it that you like? Of course, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Huh? I want to be someone you like. Huh? And what is it that the Lord likes? The answer is in the gospel. Okay? You remember perfectly this encounter between the Lord and Nathanael. Okay? Just in case you have forgotten about this, Philip was following Jesus. He was called by the Lord. And he was so happy that he ran to his friend Nathanael and told him the one Moses wrote about in the in the law, 
and the one prophets wrote about in the prophetic books, that guy, I have met him this morning. So come and see him. It's an amazing guy. Basically, that was the, the, the conversation. And Nathanael, okay, decided to go, you know. Philip told him, no, this Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee, this is the man. You know, Moses spoke of him in the law. The prophets, please come. I want to introduce you to him. And Nathanael, okay, decided to go for the sake of friendship rather than believing that it was the Messiah, right? To the point that when they were coming up to Jesus, Nathanael verbalized his thoughts and said, can anything good come out of this small town, Nazareth of Galilee? He was talking to Philip, right? But the Lord overheard this thing. Nathanael saying that his hometown, Jesus' hometown, was a bad place, you know. <laughs> Nothing good can come out of it, right? And then the Lord said, instead of defending his hometown, <laughs> what Jesus said was, Behold, a truly Israelite in whom there is no guile, no deceit, not duplicity. That's exactly what the Lord likes. The Lord likes people who are simple. People who, in the, simple in the sense, you come across the way you are. Right? Sometimes you do good things. Sometimes you make mistakes. But you don't try to hide what is bad and try to show constantly what is good just to show off, right? That's what the Lord dislikes. What the Lord likes is that you show yourself the way you are. And that's beautiful. And Lord, that is exactly the way I want to be. I want to be a person who is simple, and, you know, I don't try to deceive anybody. I don't try to deceive myself. I just show myself the way I am. That's super important. Because the Lord liked that, right? So then Nathanael said to the Lord, How do you know me? It is the first time we meet, and you are saying these things about me. How do you know me? It's a fair question, right? But Jesus is the Son of God, and he knows everything. So he said, okay, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. That is a mysterious line that the Lord dropped there, right? Because there are two options. Nathanael was doing something wrong under the fig tree, and the Lord told him, I saw you. You thought nobody saw you, nobody was seeing you, what you were doing, but I did. I saw you under the fig tree. So there is kind of making fun of Nathaniel. I saw you under the fig tree. Which means the Lord knows everything. That's why I'm telling you these things, you know. A truly Israelite in whom there is no guile, because I know everything. I know the way you are. I know you are simple. I saw you under the fig tree, probably doing something wrong. Maybe, I don't know, stoning the neighbor's dog or, I don't know, something wrong. But there is other meaning to that line. That is, Nathanael is one of the chosen ones. In the book of the prophet Micah, that you know very well, chapter 4, line 4, you know, there is this line, you know, after the final judgment, the chosen ones will sit under the fig tree. And Nathanael knew this line, because Jewish people know the Bible very well, the Old Testament. So Nathanael said, wow, this guy knows what I did under the fig tree, <laughs> plus this guy saying, 
I will make it to be one of the chosen ones. So this guy is amazing. So Nathanael, in his simplicity, just said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. If you know everything, if you know that I was under the fig tree doing something wrong or something funny, we don't know. And if you know that I'm going to make it to the kingdom of heaven after the final judgment, as the prophet says, you might be the son of God. You are the son of God. And then the Lord told him, do you believe because I told you these things? You will see heaven open and the angels of the Lord ascending and descending on the Son of Man. End of the scene. Now, fast forward to the day of the ascension of the Lord. You know that the Lord ascended into heaven until a cloud covered him. And the apostles were looking up the Lord, going up to heaven, right? What happened after this cloud covered Jesus? What happened was there were, out of the blue, you know, two men dressed in white garments beside them and told them he will return in the same way. And Nathanael remembered at that moment perfectly that was exactly what Jesus told me. You will see the angels of the Lord ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Nathanael, a simple man with simplicity, he showed himself the way he was, and the Lord liked it. So let us ask our Lord to be like that. Always, you know, to be people, you know, deceitless people, and people who are going to see great things. If you are sincere, if you don't try to deceive anybody, you will see great things happening in your life. The most important one, being good friends with Jesus, because those who are simple are good friends with Jesus. And now let us ask our Lord how to work on this simplicity. There are three things that give us simplicity in life. The first one is called unity of life. Okay, unity of life means you are the same person everywhere and you are led always by the same, the same good principles. Okay, so you are the same person at home and you are the same person with your friends. When you are hanging out with friends, you are the same person than the person you are at home, right? So you don't watch with your friends the movies you wouldn't watch with your parents, right? Unity of life. You are the same person when you are with your parents and when you are alone in your room, right? So when you are alone in your room, you do good things because that's what you would do in front of your parents, right? That's unity of life. Always the same person, simplicity. Because if there is duplicity, then we have a problem. <laughs> you see? For instance, the ones who are super nice to their friends, but then they go back home and they are super mean to their siblings, right? That doesn't work. Because you gotta be always the same. Or, for instance, the person who goes to church on Sunday, but on Monday is talking about bad stuff, you know, in the classroom with peers, right? That doesn't work. Because you've got to be always the same person, right? And if you have your principles, 
and the trend goes against your principles, you don't drop your principles. You defend your principles in front of the trend. That's super important. Because then you are this simple person without duplicity, right? There is this <clears throat> book that you know very well. It is entitled Rinconetti y Cortadillo. It's a novel by Miguel de Cervantes in the 1600s. And it's about these thieves. Okay, two young thieves, and they wake up early in the morning, super punctual, and you know, early in the morning are at, at the right place, stealing things, you know, from people, clothes, money, blah blah blah. Always stealing stuff, you know, all day long. And then at 6 p.m. they stop working. Then they go for a nice dinner. And then they go home, put on clean clothes, and then they go to church to say the rosary and to attend mass. Right? That doesn't work. Because you gotta be always the same person. And you gotta live according to what you believe. And if you believe something, you live according to it. Okay? You cannot believe something and then behave totally differently. I'm not telling you that we are always perfect, because we are not. The only thing I'm telling you is we try to live always according to our principles, the things you have learned at home, the things you have learned from your parents, the things you learn here, right? You try to live according to that. And if something goes south, you say to yourself, okay, I made a mistake. You don't say, it's okay. No, you say, I made a mistake. Unity of life. You are always the same person. Super important. The Lord likes people who are simple. And if you work on this unity of life, that's going to help you to be always this good person. Hmm? San Jose Maria said that we have only one life. And that's the one we got to sanctify. We got to be good friends of God when we are working, when we are at home, when we are doing whatever, whatever you want. Always the same person trying to love God. If you try to do that, I'm not saying to you that you got you to be perfect at that. No, because none of us is perfect. But if you try to do that, then you are good. Then you will be simple. Just like Nathanael. And the Lord likes people like that, right? San Jose Maria said, quote, There is just one life made of flesh and spirit. And it is this life which has to become in both soul and body holy and filled with God so that we discover the invisible God in the most material things. That's the first way if we want to work on this simplicity, right? And here's the second one. The second one is about trusting the Lord in our prayer. What does that mean? You just deal with the Lord in your prayer, so in your conversations with Jesus, you just talk to him with simplicity. You don't hide anything. And you tell the Lord everything you want about any topic you want. And you talk to him as naturally comes up to you. Okay? For instance, Martha and Mary in the gospel, Lazarus sisters, right? They talked to the Lord with a lot of trust. And that trust leads to simplicity. When you trust someone, you talk to this person about whatever, in an open way. There is no secrets, there is nothing. 
nothing to hide because you trust the person so that you say everything, right? So Martha and Mary, look at this, it was amazing. They blamed Jesus for Lazarus' death because they were simple and they trusted Jesus. And here is how it worked. Hey, Lord, we sent you a messenger days ago saying the one you love is ill and you didn't show up on time. So the Lord showed up at Bethany you know, four days after Lazarus was dead. So then Martha and Mary told him, had you been here, Lord, my brother, my brother wouldn't have died. So it is on you, Lord, my brother's death. It is on you. That takes a lot of trust. But that's exactly the way the Lord wants us to talk to him. A person with, without this simplicity uh, prays in the wrong way. Remember this Pharisee in the temple. This Pharisee was praying in the temple with this super long speech and boring speech and fake speech, right? Oh Lord, thank you for I pay my taxes. I don't commit these atrocities other people's, you know, commit. And I'm super good, you know, a big list of good things he was doing. The Lord didn't like that prayer because there was lack of simplicity. Simplicity means, yeah, there is a few things, good things in your life, of course, but the reality is there is always something we have to be sorry for because we are sinners. And the Lord preferred the prayer of the other guy. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. The other guy was talking to Jesus from the lowest place. Accepting, Lord, I am a sinner. I don't do everything well. I make mistakes. Right? The Lord liked that simplicity because that's the reality. We don't do everything well. The other guy was telling Jesus, was telling God, was thanking God because I do everything well. But that is not true because we don't do everything well. Right? So, this simplicity. So, in your prayer, be simple with the Lord. Just tell Him whatever you have to tell Him. And in the worst day of your life, you will tell Him, Lord, I made these mistakes, I did this, I did that, sorry, I'm going to begin again. And the Lord will be happy with that. Because if you are sorry and you apologize and you begin again, the Lord is happy. Or if your day was good, Lord, I'm so happy because things are going well. I'm super happy for this, super happy for that. The Lord likes that simplicity. And we cannot hide what weights down in our hearts, right? I have this friend, I guess I told you the story, whose kid, one-year-old kid, fell from a balcony, you know, two meters and a half high, you know. And the guy got a, you know, a fracture in the skull. So in the hospital, they told him, listen, if this doesn't, seals properly, uh, we have a problem. And there's nothing we can do because you cannot put a cast on the head of the guy, right? So there's nothing you can do. So he was super, you know, he was four, five days praying, 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 and that was his prayer. Good prayer. Because you tell the Lord what is in your heart. If you are super worried about something or you need something in your life right now, you don't talk to the Lord about the colorful flowers that you know, spring brings to different parts of this country. You, know? you talk to the Lord about what is in your heart. That is, you're worried about this person, right? So Lord, I want to talk to you with this simplicity. 
that needs trust. Okay? So if we want to be people without duplicity, people with simplicity, we want to be like that, like Nathanael, unity of life, and then trust in Jesus in your prayer. Just trust him. Tell him everything and be patient. The Lord's got a plan and it's going to be great. If you follow God's plan in your life, it's going to be good. Okay? And third point, if we want to live this unity of life, the third point is the virtue of sincerity. Right? We're going to be sincere. If there is, you know, sincerity is that. What you say matches reality. So if you scored 40% in the exam, you score 40% in the sum. You don't say, no, it was okay, mom. No, <laughs> it was not okay. You tell what it is. Okay? This is very important because if your thoughts and your words don't match reality, then you start living in a fake world. And remember, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Right? It's not a good idea. Not a good idea. So you say what it is, right? Simplicity. Sincerity, right? And this sincerity starts in ourselves. I have to be sincere with myself first. Because again, if I don't accept that I failed this exam, uh, then nobody can help me, not even myself, right? If I accept my reality, then I can study more for the next one so that I can balance out the marks and finally you know, to pass, right? But if, I don't, if I'm not sincere with myself about my marks and why I didn't study, etc., 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 then I cannot improve, right? So sincerity with myself, right? And there is always a good moment in the day we can be sincere with ourselves. That is examination of conscience. So before you go to bed, it is a good thing to do one minute of examination of conscience. If you want two minutes, two minutes. And you say, hey Lord, did I love you today or not? And then you review your day quickly. Oh, I didn't love the Lord here. I didn't love the Lord here. I didn't love the Lord here. And then you say to the Lord, Lord, sorry for that. And then you say, no, I loved you, Lord, here. I loved you here. Thank you, Lord. You helped me. Thank you. And you will see in your life good things and bad things. And the important thing is you call good the things that are good and you call bad the things that are bad. Because as the Lord says in the Gospel, be your speech, be like yes, yes, or no, no. If you don't speak like that, that speech comes from the devil. And the devil as St. John says, is the father of lies. So it's very important to be sincere with myself huh? in the examination of conscience. And then, of course, sincerity with God. Once I recognize my good things and my bad things, then I say to the Lord, Lord, thank you for this good thing, thank you for this, and sorry for that. And then I don't hide anything from God. It is kind of ridiculous to try to deceive God because God cannot be lied to because he knows everything, right? 
So we are sincere with God. We are sincere with ourselves. We tell the Lord everything. And then we are sincere in the spiritual direction. So when you go to confession, or when you go for some spiritual direction, with the priest or with the lay person, then you are sincere. Right? And there is always temptations not to be sincere, right? The first one is, oh, if I say this, I'm going to get super emotional and I will not be able to talk, so I'm not going to say anything. That's a bad temptation. You just say it, you know. You just bring it up, that's it, no worries. Remember, St. Peter made a big mistake. He cried, but then he began again. There is a church in Jerusalem dedicated to Peter's tears. There is no problem. Sometimes you have to say something and stop. Say it. Be sincere. And the Lord will fix all your problems in your life. Okay? All of them. So sincerity. Or there are other temptations, right? For instance, oh, the priest is going to dislike me if I say this. Listen. The priest forgets everything. Okay? So don't worry. He forgets everything. Plus, he's going to say, he's going to think, this person is super brave for bringing this up. This is amazing. And that's holiness. To be brave in supernatural things is holiness. That's what the priest is going to think. Or for instance, you might think, oh, I just invented a new thing. It was so bad that nobody ever has done the things I have done. How can I say this in confession, you know? Okay, that's false. Okay, all these things have been already invented. Sorry. <laughs> we are not that original. Or, for instance, this time around, it was so bad that God cannot forgive me. That's, me. that's not true. Okay? Because in the gospel, that bad guy, the prodigal son, right? made a huge mistake. He said to his father, I wish you were dead. Give me your money. That's terrible, right? But the guy came back, sorry for what he did, and his father forgave him. The Lord is telling us, I forgive you everything, so long you are sorry and you want to begin again. Which is why the only sin God cannot forgive is the one you don't want to bring up in confession. So be always sincere. When you are sincere, there is joy, there is cheerfulness in your life. And if you really, really want to learn to be simple and to live according to this unity of life, sincerity and trust in the Lord, our model is Our Lady. Because Our Lady kept it very simple. Our lady said, do whatever he tells you. That's it. That's all we have to do to be saints. Do whatever he tells you. So let us ask our mother to be simple and let us ask our mother to imitate the simplicity of this apostle Nathanael. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect.
my Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.